0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with Air on News Talk. Now, longer operating hours for speed cameras, a new driving test, and Alco Locks for truck and bus drivers are going to be rolled out to halt the rise in road deaths. And Jack Chambers, Minister of State with special responsibility for road safety, joins us now. Good morning to you, Minister. Can you talk us through, first of all, some of the aspects of this? What's going to be new about the driving test?
1: So just to say, look, the, the trend, as you know, is, is seriously concerning. We had 156 people died in, in 2022, which was the highest since 2017. And we've seen that trend, unfortunately, um, persist again this year. And as chair of the government's Road Safety Committee, I'm, I'm determined to take action. Every fatality is an empty chair at a dinner table and is a, and causes devastation for families. So the road safety experts have presented a number of know tangible measures that uh, should make a difference Um, and one of those measures is for example examining the examining multiple penalty points where more than one offence is detected. So at the moment, if you're detected uh, speeding and you're also on your phone, you only receive one set of penalty points, but you receive a fine for both offences. So the the legislative group and the Department of Transport are examining uh, the imposition of multiple penalty points in a situation like that, for example. Also, uh, we've noticed and the experts have said that driver behaviour has deteriorated post-COVID and distracted driving is, is a significant issue predominantly linked to mobile phone usage. So that's shaping the new communications campaigns where also developing uh, with the Department of Justice, uh, trying to enhance that intelligence-led enforcement and expanding the operating hours of many of the speed vans. and then oh, no, as you I'm aware,
0: but specifically, the, the, you're going to extend those, and I think a lot of people would, would think that was a good thing. But the driving test, how? Yeah, how will so it, sorry, how,
1: I'll come. I'll come to that now. So the, and then we the, can the, have
0: a little chat about an overview. But I'm, I'm interested in yes, how that's yeah, going to change.
1: Yeah. So that it's over ten years since the last review, and as you know, vehicle technology is changing, road design is changing, and. Um, um we're, we're, we've increased driver testing capacity, which I know has been a big issue for many young people. But we need to make sure we modernise our driver testing curriculum in line with international best practice. And, and, and the fact that it is over 10 years since we conducted the last change, the, we have a, a group being established to... Um, Essentially, modernise and review the driver okay. testing So, curriculum. are you
0: with respect? So, are you saying we don't know yet how we're going to modernise it? We're just we're just looking at modernising it.
1: Oh, we're not. Well, we're going. It's more than looking at it. it there's a group being established to essentially creating and review the, the existing curriculum okay. with a view to integrating a lot of the changes that have so, happened over So the that
0: last will decade. happen we're going to extend the, the, the speed cameras how long they're they're in in action for that's that's going to happen as well The, the Alco locks this is for bus yes. and this is just for people who don't know what that is that, that's where people have to do a sort of a, a breathalyser within their own vehicle in order for it to turn on isn't that correct?
1: So this is yeah this is one of the recommendations from the uh, Professor Kusek and Medical Bureau of Road Safety on um and and having developing public and private um incentives to have an, have ignition interlock devices so why, why
0: not for all drivers minister
1: Well I I think we need to start at with professional drivers and I'd be certainly open to um expanding it but I, I, I but I think at the first instance it producing an implementation plan to actually uh, integrate it into uh, for professional drivers okay. would be the but first step But you could see a time, I, I, I see a time be,
0: where all drivers in Ireland would have to breathe into something before they get behind well, their
1: wheel. I think we need to be open, uh, particularly as technology advances, um, to use technology to promote the best aspects of road safety. Um, and uh, what the initial phase has been recommended would be uh, having a interlock, alcohol interlock de- uh, devices on For professional drivers um, and that's what we're examining and but i think you know that there's a whole range of developments on in terms of Best practice in technology and how technology can enhance road safety. I think we have to be open about okay. that uh, into the future. But the, 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 I think the the test of this will be how how we can implement it in oh. in the cohort of professionals. Okay, I, I
0: want to move on because I actually want to ask you about asylum seekers, something totally different. But before we do, the NCT there appears to be massive. But ba- I know we're hearing that 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 there's an average of twenty five days or something. But the NCT there appears to be massive backlogs in some sites around the country uh, i know myself my nct was due in march i tried to book it in february my appointment is in november presumably my next appointment after that will be the following march which will only be 4 months later which is which is kind of bonkers um, is anything going to be done to look at this
1: yeah so like well first of all the Delays are completely unacceptable and we've uh, a process underway uh, through the Road Safety Authority around applying penalties to APPLUS uh, who are meant to provide this service in a timely fashion and it has, hasn't happened. But we have worked with the Road Safety Authority um, on Building capacity uh, in, in around and the number of tests per week. So, we had 25,000 tests on average per week in December. It's now well in excess of 40,000 in the last um, week or two. That's the average number of tests conducted. And what I would encourage people like yourself, I know there has been difficulty when people go onto the website, they've been given d- uh, test dates. A number of months uh, beyond their, their, their actual time. And
0: the real problem uh, what, though is, is, is what, that the follow-on test then isn't yeah, a year later, it's so, a couple of months later, in my so case the four months. first thing,
1: what I encourage you and, and anyone in the in the circumstance that you've outlined is to actually phone the NCT directly and get onto the priority waiting list and you'll be, you'll most people that are phoning and uh, asking to get onto the priority waiting list are receiving So are we all priorities then Minister? Days. Well, I think if you're due your test in the next number of weeks, um, the, the the most important thing to do is to phone the NCT directly rather than getting a projected wait time in a number of months. On your point, and I, I acknowledge that we have a lot of correspondence from people who are frustrated that if they do their test in a, in a few months time, they'll be it'll be due yes. again. The, the issue there is the European directive um, and the European legislation is very clear around um, testing at the at the point in time in which it's due and you can't defer the test test dates based on when the test was conducted so that's been explored and it can't be changed but but the important point is phone the NCT directly and you will get a priority uh, waiting at this point much sooner than what you're seeing on okay. the websites.
0: Minister, finally moving on to asylum seekers. We know that there was that attack uh, and uh, and a burning out of, of the encampment of asylum seekers in Dublin on Friday night. We know there was an attack on uh, a refugee centre on Thursday night in Donegal. What is going to be done, A, about the accommodation crisis for people here seeking international protection, but also about clamping down on these this level of violent anti-immigration sentiment, protest, and attacks on people who come here who are vulnerable—well,
1: the, the violence was uh, deeply disturbing um, in the last number of days, and it represents uh, sinister intimidation mm-hmm. of, of really vulnerable people, and it's appalling and unacceptable. The state has provided. Um, a accommodation for over 84,000 people who've arrived here that compares to um just over 8,000 people at the start of 2022 so we've had uh, an, a, a a a really When you look at the response from the state, there's been a huge work conducted by many officials and public servants in actually providing accommodation for over 84,000 people um, and and 98 people that hadn't accommodation over the weekend have now been offered accommodation. Nonetheless,
0: we we think there's about 500 people who don't have accommodation. What's going to happen to them?
1: So we have a number of other um, accommodation offers coming on stream in the next number of weeks and uh, the government is, is doing all it can to... Um, provide additional accommodation um, and working with um, agencies across the state. um, But are you saying it's going to take a
0: number of weeks, so we're going to have 500 people in tents for a number of weeks?
1: No, no, I'm I'm just saying there's, there's accommodation coming on stream um, every week we have accommodation coming on stream and that's a, an absolute focus of officials but at the same time we have people still arriving so that there's an unpredictability to the numbers that arrive uh, on a daily or a weekly basis and obviously that uh, impacts our ability to accommodate everybody okay. but all agencies of the state are working together to provide a humane uh, and proper response okay. to people. And I think that's been the impulse of the Irish government. 84,000 right. people accommodated. No, and I and the I understand the, the level and, of, and of
0: pressure that the system is under. Can I ask you a last question? There appears to be growing unease within the rank and file members of Angarda, Shia corner about how these anti-immigration protests are being policed. They said a more proactive uh, element needs to be brought in to deal with them, that there is known criminality, that, there, that this violence is predictable uh, and that there is concerns that the softly, softly approach perhaps isn't working.
1: Well, look, the behaviour of some individuals at these protests is completely unacceptable and uh, represents... Uh, I said sinister intimidation of uh, really vulnerable people, and we need to work with Angar Deshikana on how best to um, police uh, uh, such appalling and unacceptable behaviour and, and the and the seriously. Are we going to
0: clamp down you know, harder?
1: Uh, well, I think obviously the Angarda Deshikana have a you know I, I trust the their their model of, of policing, which is about. Um, you know, in, engaging and uh, and properly responding, but anyone who was involved in um, the seri- the serious intimidation, but also the um, the burning of the uh, materials on on the on, on the streets, that's completely unacceptable. Right. Okay. And and and, and they they need they need to be right, uh, addressed through the criminal process. Anyone who uh, burnt out okay. the uh, now, materials ta- on the streets, it's absolutely. Thank unacceptable. you f-
0: for speaking, Minister, to News Breakfast this morning. That is Jack Chambers, our Minister of State with special responsibility for road safety.